This is in memory of my dad. The Something Else Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Something Else Podcast. Now my dad, he fought cancer twice. Sadly, the second time he wasn't able to beat it. Um, It was very, very weird, very unreal, surreal. Um, Even now, it's really weird to think that he's no longer here. Um, He passed away after a, a battle with cancer, like I said. On June 21st. And yeah. It just. It, it was a very weird. Very weird time. Um, I won't get into the details of it. But he was stage 4. So the worst it can be. If what I know or understand of the way it's staged. Is there's four areas of the body. That you can get cancer. Um, blood. Bone. Um, blood. Bone, skin, and organs, I think it is. And the cancer had got into all four, hence stage four. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's how it works. And, um, yeah, he had aggressive chemotherapy, but nothing really changed. The tumours that were there uh, didn't shrink. They didn't get bigger. They just remained. So when his um, chemotherapy sessions had stopped, he just, you know, there was no point, really. He, he, they've done everything they can, and I think he, he just didn't want to go through it anymore. And within a month after stopping chemotherapy, he'd passed away. And anyone that knows me and my family, you know, Dad was he was he was iconic. He was impactful. He's I don't know. You just don't realize the impact someone has. You know, it's that classic thing. You don't know what you've got until it's gone. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think it was when you start thinking of all the smaller details, the memories you have, that's when you really think, yeah, I see it now. And it was just really weird. Like, just to think now, like, if I have a problem, normally he was the man I'd go to. Like, if there was a problem with my computer or my car, or even now with the woodwork I'm doing, I don't know if you can see it. But, um,. He's not there anymore. And I think that's the, the scariest part to think of. So it, was, it is really weird to think that he's not there anymore. But then at the same time, it was like, you go through the stages of grief. And I was hit with anger a lot. Like, anger was my main one. Not anger at him dying, because he was very at peace with death. Like, if it was his time, it was his time. But I think I was angry at the way it went. Like, no one should ever go out the way he went. Um... It was just awful. But then it was... Like I said, it's the impact the man has on me, myself, and as well as my family. And it, it was magic, really. And it was just... It's really weird. Like, if you've ever lost anyone that, like, that was super close to... That you were super close to... You'll understand what I'm saying. Like, there's really no words you can use to describe it. The one I kept using was, it's surreal. Like, you just think he's going to wake up at some point, but he's not. And I think, after we had the funeral, because the funeral was, um, this, like, it was, it was this week, as of the recording of this, um, podcast. And it, it was lovely. I got to see family we haven't seen in ages. And I'd like to believe that, the, like, 
Not because my dad has died, but I'd like to think that this has brought us closer. So, like, it, it's the classic thing at weddings, at funerals, or even birthday parties when we used to have them before COVID. It was always, oh, we all have to arrange something. We, we'll meet all, we'll all meet up and have like a big drink, and we never do. But I feel really, I don't know. I, I feel like this is the right time to, like, time is inevitable. It's infinite. Yet it always seems to run out, especially when you need it. And I think it's just made me realise so much. Like my dad didn't believe in doing more than he should, um, as he called it. He had reserved energy. And I think he definitely used all that energy in the last days because he fought the whole thing. And it's, yeah, he believed in do what you need to. You know, he, he was a man of simple pleasures. He was a man of, he, he did what he wanted to, essentially. You know what I mean? He was a happy man. Like he accomplished everything he ever wanted to. And it was really weird. And I think it's when you start looking at life in that mind frame, that's when you really get, an appreciation for how he lived. Like enjoying the small things like he was always doing. He had to be busy, so he was always doing craft work. Um, uh, more in detail, of he did scroll sawing, so he was making lots of models, lots of... But to be fair, you name it, he could make it. He made everything from like 2D pictures to rubber band guns to... Did I just say rubber band guns? Elastic band guns to wind up, you know, cars for children to vases and he did everything and then he went on to doing these um diamond pictures it's kind of like color by numbers but you put these little gems in and it was and then he got into building 3d models he was always doing something he was always building always tinkering and he kept him busy and i think it was just what he needed really and i've kind of taken into that um for his funeral i made some like little wooden i was trying to make roses but i'm i'm no craftsman but I made these roses, these flowers. Me and my sister worked together on them. And I, I, I whittle. I don't do scroll sawing. I just give me a knife, I'm happy. Then you can see my orange knife just there. But it was... It was weird because... I think it's now tuning into one of his hobbies. I can see why he did it. If that makes sense. And it, it was lovely. And like, at first, I really didn't want to be at the wake for his funeral. Oh, I just wanted to be alone. But then it, I was, I'm was i chuffed I stayed because, like I said, just seeing family again. You know, everyone's family is different. But every family is going to have some sort of um, some friction. But it was beautiful. It was really nice to see the family again. And to hear stories of dad. Like, my Uncle Paul, if you ever listen to this, seeing you absolutely bladdered and getting everyone's names wrong was genius. But the stories you were telling me, I never heard before. And it was lovely to hear Dad in in the way you was describing him in some of the things that he did. Because it sounded exactly like him, but I'd never heard the stories. And it was it was a weird one. Because I'm, I'm thinking about Dad. I'm thinking about the stuff we did. And he was a brilliant, you know what I mean? Like, I've got so many fond, vivid memories of how we... You know, the, the things we did, you know, just really ridiculous things. Like just, when my sisters went on holiday and we had to go and collect them from the airport. And we were just driving down. I'm not even sure what part of the motorway it was. But it was like one in the morning. We've got, you know, heaven and hell, Dio blasting, you know, that sort of thing. Dad didn't listen to heavy metal, but we was blasting it, doing like 
definitely doing 70 miles an hour down the motorway. And next thing you know, because there was no lights on this one part of the uh, motorway. And all of a sudden, a roundabout appeared. So we kind of went round it at like 70 miles an hour. It was insane. And it was just, like, I'm, I'm thinking of all these things that me and my dad did. And I'm like, oh, me and Ted, you know, we're going to have adventures like this as well. And it just really got me thinking just about life in general. And my dad leading up to his his death really played on me because it was like, I guess, preparing myself that he was going to be leaving at some point. But then when he died, it really kind of just knocked me off guard because it was, I saw him at the Chapel of Rest and he looked great. And it was just, the thing I hate about cancer, because that's what he died from, the cancer beat him. But the thing I hate is how it, it warps someone, how it destroys them. Now, my dad was, what, 6'1", factory worker, so he was huge. And the cancer slowly ate, ate at him. Um, his cancer was in the stomach, so physically trying to eat was really tough. And it was like, if you look at dad before and after, it's kind of like, man, how, how did he keep fighting? You know what I mean? But he did. And that's just down to the nature of the man. You know, he never gave up. But it's it's given me a lot of a lot more I don't know, um appreciation for the services. Like we did have to call the paramedics out more times than we wanted to. And they were brilliant. Um that honestly they were fantastic. So normally I do a shout out in my podcast. I'm, I'm not gonna put any fancy music in it. This is gonna be that shout out. The NHS, um the, the, the paramedics especially, that they, they were just brilliant. And um, the, the John Taylor Hospice, my mind's gone completely blank. I do apologise, but they were they were brilliant. You know, they really looked after him. And it's, like I said, it gives you an appreciation for what people go through. Like, when you see all the stories about people having cancer and you think, oh God, it'll never happen to us or never happen to someone I know. And then it does happen and you think, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, my, my dad beat cancer before. You know, they caught it early, which was good, but he beat it with relative ease. And then it this one just, it attacked him. You know, it was it was horrible. It really, really did get him, and it spread. So we went from the stomach to, like, his spine and his liver, I think it was. But it kept spreading. But then when the chemo started, it just kept it at bay. And I guess it just shows how aggressive it was, because after the chemo, we, I'm guessing it just just went you know what i mean and i think it's it, it's one of them ones when you lose someone like that that is so you know your hero so to speak your your idol your world does seem empty now mine did for for weeks and then i think it was seen him at the chapel arrest kind of made me realize yeah it's real he's never coming back and you, know, you get all the same kind of things, you know, but they'll live on in your heart, in your mind. You've got all the memories. And that's completely true. It, no, he will live on. Um, I've got pictures of him, some videos of him. So he's always there, but he's, he's, he's in my mind. You now I can see him clear as anything. I can hear his voice. I can smell his, his you know, scent, so to speak. I, it's like I can feel him in the room. And it's it's going to be a long time before he seems normal again. Not just for me, but for my family, my mom, everyone really. Everyone that that man has impacted will feel off now. They will feel lost, I'd say. Just like I did. But it's... It's it's okay. 
if that makes sense, because my dad would probably, wherever he is, he wasn't a religious man, but wherever his soul, his spirit may be resting, they're probably looking down thinking, shut the fuck up, you know what I mean? Grow up, live, stop harping on about it, stop being sad. And that's what he would definitely say. So what I'm trying to get at is, I'm okay now. And if you're ever going through this, I mean, I've, I've never gone through it personally, but seeing people go through it, it's not nice. And I think what I'm getting at is, enjoy the small things, because the small things are so, so overshadowed. Like the days leading up to, I guess, his last month, me and Ted, my son, would go down, and my, uh, Dad and Ted would always wrestle, and he was. And like one of the last days uh, Ted saw Dad, he was... Not sedated, but he was he was definitely sleeping sort of thing. And still still with us, but just didn't have the energy to even, you know, open his eyes, so to speak. And um Ted came in, he said, Good night, granddad, and gave him a kiss on the head, and dad smiled and I was like he heard him. He heard. And it's even then he was still he was still there. Now I remember I was lying down next to him, just chatting to him. And Dad, he, um, when me and my first ever band got on the radio, I won't mince words here, I'll say exactly what he said. He went, it was shit. When he heard our music on the radio, he was like, it's shit. It's just noise. But then he followed it with, I'm proud. Because you've done what you aimed to do, which was get in a band, play some gigs, get on the radio. I was happy. And he knew that it meant the world to me to do that. It was a dream and I accomplished it. Yes, he could have said it a bit differently, but they wouldn't have been dad then. And it was like, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm lit, I haven't wrote any of this down. I'm kind of freeballing it, and I can't remember what my original point was. But it was like, it is enjoying the small things because they are overshadowed. Um, it, it's just a crazy one. Like, I'm not, a fan, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the diamond pictures that he was making. We made one of Ted, and it was a beautiful picture. And it's like... He, he, he made one for Ted, like, of Ted. And he was brilliant. He, he was lovely. But then at the same time, I was like, Ugh. Okay, I'm not a fan of these things. But now it's like, I adore it because he made it for Ted. Again, a small thing. Um, Before he passed away, he made um Ted like this little 3D model train, because Ted's obsessed with trains. And he knew Ted was obsessed with trains, but he didn't tell anyone he's making it. Next thing you know, he's got this train for Ted. Ted's just in awe of it. Oh, that was getting to. That's what I was getting to. The music. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. But when um, we were, I was lying down with him, and this is what I was getting to. I played him some of the recordings of my my new band, and um, they're just covers of like the Cranberries, Zombies, that sort of thing. But I played him our cover of Whiskey in the Jar. His foot started to tap. He smiled. And then, it, it, in the state he was in, he was very, like, very slow moving. And he put his arm out, and he just held mine. You know, he held my arm. And I was just like, he likes it. And I was like, that that's approval there. Because he could have punched me, you see. But he didn't. So I'm taking that as a win. But yeah, it was it was very weird. It still is very weird. Still very fresh, obviously. It's still very raw. But, yeah, that man was awesome. Um... I miss him greatly, just as everyone else does, really, who he impacted on. 
But yeah, I just, I just thought I'd give you an update, really, um, as to where I've been. And it's all because of the main man, the one who this episode is in tribute of, dedication, in memory, whatever you want to call it. Um, he's no longer with us, but he's given me this, I don't know, overwhelming inspiration, to say the least. Um, but yeah, so wherever you may be, Dad, this one's for you. Until next time, my friends, I'll see you soon. Bye.